Hello and welcome to Quarantined Ponderings. I'm Ollie and today I'm going to be talking with Junior, who is a competing bodybuilder, which is fair to say, isn't it? Yeah, you can see that. <laughs> yeah, and you're like an all-around, in my opinion, like a macho man. You... Yeah, that's a compliment. Yeah. I, like, I, like, I like that. I like that. You Look at me, I flatter everyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like you, you're, you're a bodybuilder, you're a personal trainer, you are always doing something to a car or a motorbike. You're just kind of like an, a handy person. Yeah, man, I, I like to be considered a man. There you this, go. This day and age. You're not going to come out of here feeling emasculated, don't worry. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but yeah. I normally chat shit on these things. That's, I mean, I generally mm-hmm. chat shit all the time. I'm not a very serious person. But you're kind of like one person that I do tend to have deeper talks with. Yeah, yeah. Because you've kind I, of gone I, through a lot and I'm quite a sheltered sort of person. So I feel like it's it's kind of a good eye-opening experience whenever we have contrast, a... yeah. Yeah, whenever we have a conversation. I've so... Got a few, I've got a few battle scars that I can it, talk about, so... Good. You know. <laughs> so I thought today we'd kind of shed some light on... We're kind of in an era where social media especially, there's a big emphasis on being a boss lady, a boss mum and female empowerment and women supporting yeah. women. But in the process, I personally feel like we are kind of forgetting how much pressure men feel to provide for their families to feel validated whilst emitting their true feelings and having to like portray a strong facade and, you know, men don't show feelings. So I just thought we'd kind of talk about that because, as you said, you, you have had your fair share of life happen to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I thought you could kick things off. And I've got quite a few questions for you. I ask you questions all the time. I feel like I always interview you whenever we have a conversation yeah. anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, first of all, obviously, it'll be a lot easier to kind of talk about me. I don't want to go too much in depth. No. But um, so I grew up um, in London, born in London, grew up in London with three older sisters and one younger brother who's eight years younger than me. Um, so you can kind of see where this is slightly going in yeah. terms of growing up with, you know, dominant females around me and so on. Um, that actually led me into bodybuilding because I got treated differently growing up because I was the younger brother. And then I felt emasculated growing up and I didn't know kind of what it was in order to be a man. And, you know, I didn't know. I was always kind of fed female stuff. I wasn't really fed much about men and information about mm. men. So... I didn't. I wasn't comfortable with it, so it kind of led me to look at muscles, and I felt like muscles was my escape route in, in yeah. terms of bodybuilding. So I felt when I started to lift weights and you know got into you know training and stuff, I actually loved it, and I felt stronger. I felt like a man, and the feelings I was feeling made me feel good, and it, I, I started to get noticed by other, I would say, boys at the time, and then that kind of led me to I don't know wanting to kind of go a bit further into the competing aspect of bodybuilding. Yeah. And then, I mean, I've always been into cars, always been into motorbikes and so on. And then that's always been there. I've always been fixing things because my dad used to do that. But um, my dad and my mum, not together. But um, when he was always around growing up, so I kind of saw him and kind of mimicked exactly that. But he kind of stayed away from the arguments with the women and my family and stuff because he kind of found that as a good escape route and yeah. for me I've never like that I've always wondered why did he never stick up for himself and how come he he just kind of you know just left and said you know what I'm going to deal with it later so I kind of grew up trying not to be like them 
so um yeah this the conversation will be interesting because you know i've come from one side where i could say uh you can even call it a beta male aspect and then i've kind of i wouldn't necessarily consider myself an alpha male right now um but you yeah. could say i have a lot of alpha male attributes to me mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah, sure. um, yeah exactly Cool. So I'm going to kick off with a with a deepish question. Mm-hmm. What does self confidence mean to you as the person you are today? Okay, self confidence for myself personally, self confidence means to appreciate, basically love and appreciate yourself. You know, um, not everybody is self. I wouldn't say I'm 100 percent self confident myself, but mm-hmm. to it's it's my what I would say is to love yourself to just do things and, and feel proud about what you're doing with it, you know, no, yeah. and it, it doesn't mean that you need to do it a hundred percent to, and you know, to the T and be perfect with it. It just means, you know, accepting the fact that you want to do it and accepting failure at the same time. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like you have to, yeah, it's a part of growth. There you go. For me, um, confidence has always been a big battle for me. Um, I've suffered, I'm 31 right now and I've suffered from about 30 years of trying to battle my confidence. Um, so I wouldn't say, as I said, I wouldn't say I'm completely there, but I believe it's truly down to being able to love yourself in every single way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah. But I feel like everyone lacks confidence in certain respect. It might not always be as a result of like physical yeah. appearance. It it can be for like a million different things and sometimes you can be self-confident, but then... Yeah, of course somebody else comes into your life and then suddenly you feel very, very vulnerable and you're not confident anymore. You kind of lost a part of your identity of who you thought you yeah. you were and what you could achieve. So I feel like it's never, I don't feel, personally, I don't feel like you can ever be 100% confident no matter how old you get. Do you know, they yeah, always say, you know, the older you get, the more sure you are of yourself. I feel like you doubt yourself more yeah, as you get you, older. I mean, life changes. I mean, you pick up different skills, you go through different experiences and, you know, you tend to challenge yourself. So, I might be 100% confident in the things that I've been doing up until this point, but I will be setting new goals and having new challenges and obstacles in my life, um, obviously moving forward in the future. So then you can't be confident 100% in, in terms of what you're doing, you know? So it's yeah. about, for me, it's about being able to adapt to what you're doing and helping, you know, helping that situation will be, you know, finding exactly what you want to do and then just kind of repeating it and doing it over and over again until you feel competent about it. Do you know what I mean? And once you exactly. once you feel competent doing it, you know, then you can say, okay, cool. You know, I, I'm, 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 I, that, for me, it worked that way. Yeah, exactly. And everyone kind of has a different sort of journey with how they get there. Yeah. Um, but you're you're quite a goal setter, aren't you? Like, there's always you're quite vocal on your social <clears throat> media and stuff about yeah. things you're working towards or things you want to improve on or. Yeah, because I, mean, like, I you, yeah. yeah, yeah, go for the it. Thing, the, the, the thing with me is, as I said, I kind of brought up in a very comfortable family. The, the situation wasn't very comfortable, but my family, they don't tend to come out their comfort zone a lot. And yeah. for me, um, I don't like being comfortable. That's one thing with me. I don't, if I feel like I'm being comfortable, I don't feel like I'm progressing in life. So I tend okay. to set, I tend to set goals for myself. Um, at the moment, I've got my, you know, my monthly goals, my um, three month goals, and my my yearly goals that I do tend to set, and then I always reviewing it. I think I've always done that from very young, you know, from a young age. Yeah. But I not I didn't necessarily know it was goal setting. 
I kind of okay. felt it was, it was just challenges I did set for myself. So these challenges became goals for me. So like when I was younger, I wanted to build a small robot and I was like 10 and there was this um, issue. I don't know what it was. There was this robot issue, a magazine issue. And that was my goal to go and, you know, each, each weekly magazine you buy, there was like a different part you had to okay. put together and stuff. Yeah. So for me, that was a goal. So it kind of just grew from there, kind of, it was like a snowball effect. And now I'm very big on goals because it keeps you focused, keeps you on your purpose. And it, it's, it's, you can measure it as well. So at yeah. the same time, whereas, you know, so a lot of people set big goals, yearly goals and say, okay, cool. I want to, I'm going to buy my house and stuff. But then anxiety kicks in because it's such a big goal and you don't take the small steps to go to it, with it. It's like New Year's resolutions. Yeah, I would say everybody sets New Year's resolutions, but how many people drop out from? We see this in the gym all the time. Yeah, people set their people set their resolutions in January and then they kind of stop in March. Yeah, you wait twenty minutes for a treadmill in January and by March there you go. (laughs) You're on it for half an hour and no one's waiting. Exactly, and obviously, you know, it's 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 human nature. They tend to do that, but I mean, there's so many ways you can kind of get around that. But um, yeah, I'm very big on goals. Um, you know, uh, I tend to trying to portray it and I try to get a lot of people to set more goals in life especially with my clients I definitely tend to do that so yeah. in terms of like when, when I do personal training with my clients I tend to break my goals down so if we have a three-month goal I tend to do it every two weeks so we'll have a goal every two weeks to kind of hit so we can kind of adjust it whether it's weight or it could be how to look or it could be something a bit more accomplishable like I, I don't know but let's just say how you feel you know, internally, okay, I'm feeling better this week. And last week I was feeling my energy levels was, you know, so it's something to always keep you going and motivated. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because I am, um, I thought I was a goal setter, but having like literally just listening to you now, I'm like, you know what, yeah. probably not. I'm not, probably not. I have like aspirations. I've got things that I want to achieve by a certain point in life, but they're always very, very big things. Like, yeah. well, right now finishing my degree is probably my most important one. I really shouldn't have added an extra year of biochemistry. That was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> go away so, long enough oh so it was long enough to begin with and i've added it to another five well it's not five years it'll be five years overall which is yeah more than i yeah. wanted it to last but or like i want to i've always said i've wanted to live somewhere else for a period of time and i've not achieved yeah. that and i've it dawned on me that i'm 24 and i've never lived outside of this borough i've always what, lived here my what whole life is what's stopping you education well, right now, yeah, it's education. And it's you just said you feel uncomfortable being comfortable, whereas I'm probably yeah. the opposite. I'm comfortable knowing I have a steady income. Okay. Yeah, I, see, I, don't like that. I have a routine going. I wake up at the same time every day and I kind of do the same thing, which is probably a very boring thing because I've, I've always thought I was an adventurous person. And I always crave yeah. different things. But Absolutely. I don't have that oomph in me to, to take a leap and say, you know what? Yes, I am going to live in Paris or in New York like I always told myself growing up I'd live there for a period of time yeah yeah. and I'm I'm still an Ealing man (laughs) (laughs) but you know what it is you never know I mean once you finish your education life can change for you so you might be able to say you know what because essentially you moving to a different country is you being uncomfortable because you're out of your comfort zone because the culture is different you know the climate's different depending on where you go and the people that you're around is different. Your environment's different. So you're going to mm. have to kind of adjust to that again. And then obviously, I don't know if you want to go traveling to many, multiple different countries, but, you know, it's pretty much, you know, being uncomfortable. So in a way you could be, you know, being uncomfortable trying to seek that as well. So 
maybe. You never know. You never know. Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm just chilling at home. <laughs> yeah, you, Whilst you getting chill. my education, so I don't chill too much. Nah, that's... Yeah, but... Yeah, so... That will be my outlook. I mean, you know, for me, I always... I, I try to get as many people around me to set goals because, you know, that's one thing that did... I mean, when I don't set goals, I just feel like I'm not moving in life and I don't feel focused and I tend to go on social media look at other people and their goals and I kind of think oh you know what I need to I need to sort myself out you know so. yeah social media is a very dangerous part to go down because it's always a showreel of people's best oh, things crazy. like yeah my social media I can show you me having an absolutely amazing time but you best believe that two minutes before I was probably cleaning the toilet anything, yeah. or doing something super unglamorous <laughs> it's true it's honestly it's true I mean I don't want to get too big into social media right now on come off topic, but social media, what I found is what's portrayed to you isn't in real life because I mean, exactly. I, I've, I've seen some people that they look like they're having the time of their life, but in, in reality, they're not. You know? exactly. and, it, and these are the things that makes people feel insecure about their own life because, you know, you might wake up in the morning. I mean, one of the big things that I used to hate with my life, I used to wake up in the morning and the first thing I'll do is go on Instagram. And then yeah. I'll look at, like, a couple of my friends went out the night before. If it was a Sunday, I woke up. And then they went out on a Saturday. Um, this person is doing this and this person is doing that. And it kind of made me feel a bit like, you know, why why, why can't I do that with my life? And it could be a throwback. You know, there's yeah. so many. I mean, when we're in, you know, watching him during this lockdown, how many videos of people in the gym do you see? You know, it's crazy. Yeah. People going out drinking and stuff, but then you know these these are the things that's not happening, and it kind of kind of make you feel like you know what, I'm gonna go out, but you you obviously can't. So, see, I never get that. I mean, I am guilty of looking at Instagram as soon as I wake up in the morning. It's terrible. I should yeah. really have something better to do in the morning. <laughs> but that's normally the first thing I reach for. Either that yeah. or my emails. Kind of depends which one lures me more. But um, yeah, no, I don't get the whole, do you know when you watch your friends and they've gone clubbing the night before? I, I hate yeah, clubbing, so yeah. I never I never get that envy feeling because I hate most okay, people. That's good. I'm that's not good. a very nice person. <laughs> so for me, it's no. like I never get that feeling. But um, yeah, I feel like during this lockdown or this quarantine or whatever, um, people have lost their self, their sense of identity. I feel like people don't know what yeah. they're doing with themselves because they are forced to be by themselves. Yeah, like you're alone I, I, with I your mind for too long now because yeah. we've got nothing else to do <laughs> and that's the thing that's exactly like I, I posted a video today on my Instagram and I said it's like I feel like we've we've been working for I don't know how many years you know every day of our lives we go to like we've been in the system we go to school and then we go to work and then we work for someone else and, and you know we, we, we try to hit targets for their goals right and then mm. we don't invest any time in ourselves. And then now we've yeah. been given time. And mo- many of us don't know how to spend it. And we're complaining that we've got more all the time. Yes, we're locked indoors. But then if you was on holiday from work and you was locked indoors, you wouldn't be saying that. It's only simply because we've been locked down, you know, yeah. and because of the scenario. But I just feel like more people, you know, we need to look on the other side and think about what we can do and what we can't rather than what we can't do. Exactly. But I mean... Yes, it's, I mean, it hasn't been easy for me either, but then you've kind of, you get used to the fact of being, you're, you're, you're alone, you know, one thing you can already accept the fact that, you know what, I've, this is it, this is life for me right now, it's beyond what I can control, then what can, can I control within, you know, my means, and yeah. it's basically, you know, enjoying you, being you, you know, spending time and learn, because most of us don't know who we are, you know, yeah. 
it's we know so much more about the other person or celebrities and stuff but we don't know anything about ourselves and these are the things that I try to stress with people in terms of getting to know you you know that's what helps with self-confidence because if you can know your weaknesses you can turn them into strengths you know and that's that's something that I've always stressed in terms of you know I don't like being comfortable because you know I've seen my family and to to me, they haven't succeeded in, in areas where I feel they should have. But obviously to them, they feel that they have. And for me, I'm like, you know, nah, I, I can't be comfortable with this. And I've kind of been like the black sheep out of my family, you know, to, to, mm. to kind of deviate away from the traditions and stuff. It's because it just, ha- if it hasn't worked for, let's just say my mum and dad, I don't want to be taught these things. So, because I don't want to have the same, you know, happen to me and my family when I move on. So, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, fair. So, okay, gonna... we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna take a little trip down memory lane. All right. How all right. were your early twenties spent? And like, and knowing what you know now at thirty one, what would you have done differently? <laughs> My early twenties. Um, okay, so I had a child at twenty. It was twenty one. Mm-hmm. So I had my son at 21 and I had to grow up quite fast because well, where most of my friends was at uni and they was having fun, they was going out, I tend to, you know, I wanted to spend the first three years of my son's life just, you know, being a father and learning what yeah. it is to be a father. So I didn't get to spend much time with them and so on. I mean, I did socialise every now and then, but it was mainly towards, you know, giving my son the attention that he needed. Um... On the other aspect, I wasn't agreeing with my son's mum at the time, mm-hmm. and we broke up. So it was it was quite difficult for me to kind of balance the partnership and stuff. So I dedicated myself to kind of changing my upbringing, and fitness was what drew me to, you know, it made me happy, and I felt like you know what, fitness is the one for me. So. Yeah. I feel like the relationship between my son's mum and myself didn't work well because I didn't know how to be a man. I didn't know how to handle the situations properly. So then you can imagine that I tried to ha- balance my own feelings of being a man within myself and then being a father at the same time. Yeah. Um, being a boyfriend and that couldn't work at the same time as well. And then obviously then feeling you know that I can't live my life and being a young boy or a young man that I wanted to be with my friends and so on. So it was quite difficult. So I didn't know which route to take. So I chose the working route. Um, I was working nine to five at M&S at the time. And then it was just, I just, you know what? My my twenties felt like a blur to me because I didn't really, I didn't really, I I didn't know myself. I was insecure. Um, I didn't have fun. I, you know, I didn't love myself and I just kind of felt like I was, my my life was just going. It was just, you know, I didn't have no control over the way I felt. I just wanted life to kind of speed up and change. Yeah. Um, But I mean, you know, I don't regret anything. What I would, I don't think I would change anything, but I would, to another 20-year-old now, I would help, 20-year-old man, I would help him learn how to love himself more. Because I feel like if I did love myself a lot more, I would have known more about myself and would have known what I didn't like instead yeah. of just allowing my, my, my life to be dictated by someone else. And that happened quite a lot. I mean, I was easily yeah. influenced by friends because I didn't know myself. I was easily influenced by women 
because growing up, women tend to, um, in my family, tend to dominate, you know, because they were older than me. And I kind of felt like, you know what, I needed to do the same for women, allow them to do that. So, um, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not a man big on, I wouldn't say regrets and stuff that I would change because I'm happy with the person that I am today. Yeah. But then if I had to help someone else, it would definitely be to help someone um, help, help them become a bit, you know, more of a man. What about you? What, what would you say? How about yourself? I mean, I'm I'm 24. <laughs> I'd say oh, I'm still in my early you, 20s. But you still, you still got a few. Years I've still got a lot of mistakes to make. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. Are you happy yeah. with the route you've taken? You've taken to this far, obviously, because you did mention about going on holiday. You know, spending time abroad and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm not disappointed at where I'm going. I feel like I didn't... I, I've always been a kind of person who mapped out my life and what I yeah. wanted to achieve and by when. Yeah. And then I realised you can't live your life with a timeline because I could get hit by a bus tomorrow and then I'd be exactly. really disappointed because I, <laughs> I didn't do what I had set out to do at 47. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I feel like regrets is a very subjective topic because without regrets, you don't learn. And without learning, you're not evolving. So really, everyone needs to have an element of regrets. And I'm not ashamed to say I've regretted things I've yeah, done yeah. or people I've been with or things I said that I shouldn't have said. I just said, you know, what well, they all shape you to be well, either a better or a worse person. It kind of depends how you feel about things. Yeah. I'd like to think I'm heading in a better direction. Um, so in terms, in, ter- in terms of when you say regret, do you mean like, um, I regret the fact that I did this, I wish I could change it? Or you know what? I just regret it as you've associated it to failure. Yeah, probably the latter. I probably just think, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. I can't change it, but hey, I can learn from it. So I do try to flip that into a positive. Like, I wish I hadn't been in a specific relationship. I wish I kind of seen that it wasn't a good... I knew from the beginning it was going to be a bad idea and I stuck with it. (laughs) And so I'm kind of like, you know what? You could have really saved yourself two years by spending more time with yourself or with your friends or with a better person. But you didn't. But then you also need that to learn what you do want from a relationship going forward. And I mean, I'm 24 now. I've been in a relationship for almost like three years and it's it's going really well because I knew what I wanted and I knew what qualities I look for in a, in a partner exactly. where yeah. I didn't know that before because I was what 19 I was very naive <laughs> yeah see but this, this this is the reason why I don't regret Sim- maybe it's the word but I don't regret simply because I mean lessons are there for you to learn from mm-hmm. and exactly by saying that you regret you're removing that lesson away from you yeah and then the thing is is in, in life it's 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 failure that makes you who you are you know you exactly. learn from your failures and by saying that, okay, you know, to me, by saying that you, you regret something would mean I, you know, you, you, you're taking away that lesson. So you're kind of wishing you didn't make that lesson. So yeah. as I said, like, if it wasn't for that relationship that you didn't like, maybe you wouldn't be so successful in the relationship that you are in today. Yeah, exactly. You know? So no, it is, it is an important thing to learn. Unfortunately, everyone has to learn it the hard way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it is. I mean, we've all been for our fair share of, of heartbreaks and so on, but, you know... I mean, you tend you you could regret, but then if your life became so much more successful right now, you kind of wish and you kind of say to yourself, you know what? Maybe I don't regret it because it would have led me to where I am today. Exactly. Yeah. So no, it's an important. I think it's an important thing that has to happen, and a lot of people don't yeah. see it. Um, I feel like women in particular kind of put themselves in a relationship and envision getting married within the second day, and it's like you need to you need to not do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Not yet. <clears throat> 
exactly. Nah, it's just a... I don't know. Life is weird. I mean, men and women... I think everybody, but more men and women look at things differently. And, you know, a lot of women... You do hear a lot of women say, oh, you know, I regret being with this person because this person made me this way and so on. But, you know, as I said, I'm not a woman, so I, I don't really know. I'm just going by what I've heard. But yeah. then once they've kind of got into uh, 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 the next relationship, because, you know, you do hear women say all men are dogs all men are this all men are yeah. that and so on but then obviously there is someone out there and then you know if they do find someone and then they kind of say you know what I've learnt from my lessons and stuff then you know regret is kind of thrown out the window really you know because yeah. then if you've learnt from your lessons then you wouldn't exactly be successful in the relationship that you're in today exactly yeah it is unfair to refer to all men as dogs <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, that's, that's been thrown out for years now so. no it is it has it's, it's a common topic but you only say that because you're putting expectations on someone else yeah, as well yeah of, like of, you of want someone the thing the biggest mistake people make in relationships in general is you try to change someone you want to mold someone to be what you want them to be yeah. and if you go into a relationship already having a list of things you want to change about someone then they're not the right person for you yeah exactly I don't get me wrong, the first year is always great. It's like a honeymoon phase. Like, you like yeah, each other, yeah. you're not going to argue, their flaws seem tolerate. cute. Exactly. And then second year, and you're like, oh my God, you're an ass. Yeah, but I accept happens. you in yeah. spite of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, this, this is what happens. People get comfortable, and then you t- tend to take it for granted. And, you know, you just feel a bit like, you know, all the things that you did tolerate before, you don't tolerate them anymore. They become annoying to you now. And then you start to kind of pick on a few things and then it's just like, ah. And then you just grow apart. Yeah. Rather than kind of saying to yourself, you know what, I'm going to accept this person for who they are. And, you know, from the start, but we never tend to do that. We never ever no. do that. You know, we never do that. I mean, my outlook on relationships, and I've had my fair share of relationships. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you have. <laughs> heartbreaks. So my outlook is, you know, moving forward, I want someone to add value to my life where I can add value to theirs and I'm already happy I'm very happy in my life and I want someone to add to my happiness and I'm going to do the exact same thing for them because what you can tend to do is you rely on that person to fulfill your own happiness and then when that person leaves you tend to be insecure um you 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 you, you're heartbroken so you feel like no one else is going to love you again you know you come up with all these scenarios in your head yeah. You know, and then you have to kind of rebuild yourself again. So being able to kind of love yourself and then say, you know, I'm, I want someone to love me. Um, I want someone to add value to, to, to my life and I want someone to love me. And as much as I love myself at the same time, obviously they wouldn't do that. But yeah. if you have that expectation, then, it, I mean, it makes things so much easier rather than to kind of say, you know, I need, I want that person to have this quality. I want this person to have that quality. Well, if that person that you want can add value to your life and just being themselves and just being happy, then yeah, you're just going to have to accept it from the start. And, you know, yeah. that's that's one thing I... I mean, there's always a honeymoon period. Always a honeymoon yeah. period. But for me, I mean, I'm not, in a, I'm not in a relationship right now. I'm very happy being by myself. But then the last relationship I came out, it was... Um, I was engaged and it was... It was a good relationship. I can't mock it. It was a very good relationship. But then we tend to make each other... When when one of us wasn't happy, the other person will always be there to make that person happy. And that's good. Yeah. That should always be there. But then when I was by myself, I would seek her validation. You know, oh. I wanted her to make me feel better. And I guess in, in, in the honeymoon period, you tend to get that as well. The other person yeah. is always giving me compliments, making you feel good and so on. And then... 
until you get sick of it. And yeah. then you just you don't value it as much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. What are your views on rebound relationships? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I have a good um, story about this one, so I'm kind of interested to hear your about. <laughs> okay. Um I have been a rebound and I have rebounded. Okay. So I can speak about from two aspects. Um I when I did rebound, when I broke up with one of my exes, I rebound I think I got I went into another relationship, I think four weeks later. Oh, and wow. then that ended up being a three year relationship. And that actually helped me move on. Yeah, no, it, it, they do help. I, I feel it, like, you know it, what, they're not is. giving enough, they're not giving yeah, enough credit. They help. It, it, honestly, it did. It helped me move on because as a person, and I wouldn't say as a person, I would say as a person in the relationship, the person that I rebounded onto, right, mm-hmm. did fulfill my desires. But what I didn't do during that period is spent time working on my own weaknesses. So a rebounding onto someone else, I don't think is such a bad thing, but you need time for yourself to kind of focus on your weaknesses. You know, yeah. I, I didn't have that. So my views on rebounds would be good, but you have to dedicate time for yourself. And a lot of people just don't have that. Now, for me being the rebound, as long as I know it's the rebound, I'm the rebound, <laughs> then I'm kind of okay. A rebound... <laughs> A rebound relationship where, you know, you start catching feelings and stuff, then that may not work because obviously the person yeah, decides messy. to kind of, yeah, run away and say, no, I, I don't want to do this. I want to go back to my ex. And there's always a risk of that. You know, it's funny because I was in a mutual rebound. <laughs> we were both rebounding from the previous relationships we were in. But but I, it wasn't four weeks for me. I swear, I think I found out my ex was yeah. doing something he shouldn't have been doing on a Friday. And by the <laughs> Monday, <laughs> and by the Monday, I went to get my car service and it was the mechanic. <laughs> oh. He sought me out though. I'm just going to make that yeah. clear. I did not go looking for it. He emailed me and said he needed my phone number for the records or something to like get reminders. Yeah. And I yeah. was naive and I was like, okay. And next thing I know, I'm getting messages. So anyway, we both have the same name. He was called Ollie. I was called Ollie. I thought it was quite funny. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, he was also, I was a rebounder. He was a rebound for me. So that was, it was out in the open. We both were aware of it. But um, he was a lot more into it than I was. I was still, still quite hurt, but I needed the distraction, I suppose. And um, yeah, the funny thing is, I I feel awful there. It's like, but we, he took me, have you ever been to Topgolf? Yeah, I have. Yeah, he um, took me. He took me there, and from a male perspective, I think he took me there because he assumed I'd never played golf and he could show me the ropes, like you know the typical. I'll stand behind you and show you how to swing a golf club. Oh, but you're competitive, ain't you? I am, and little did he know <laughs> I've played golf before, so I know exactly how <laughs> how to hold a club. <laughs> so, um, but he wasn't very tall either. We were both probably about the same height, so I didn't realize he was. Do you know there's that line in Top Golf where you're not meant to step over that because you might get yeah. smacked in the face? Mm-hmm. He stood there, but didn't tell me he was there. I didn't feel him near me. So I swung my golf club and smacked him around the face by accident, Ooh. obviously. And Ooh. he lost a tooth. Seriously? Yeah, I'm a brute. <laughs> <laughs> so what is that when it ended? Yeah, well, he took me home because he drove me there. So he had to take me home. <laughs> oh, God. I laughed because I laugh in awkward situations. I mean, I did apologise. I'm not a monster. But yeah. I found it funny because it was funny. And um, yeah, that did not end well. He went back to the the ex he was saying was so horrible. Yeah, of course. She I, probably I never knocked him. us. <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't blame him. I don't blame I'll him. Knock your teeth out too, mate. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, really, rebound relationships is 
depends if it's to, if you talk about a relationship a sense then you know it can get a bit sticky because obviously there's feelings involved mm. but i mean if it's just a case of just you know a rebound you know i need to get over this ex and i'm gonna go out there and i'm just gonna go and have sex with someone or i'm just gonna do this and that that never really solves anything you know yeah. the old saying where you know you have to get under a, a new one to get over the old one or it might be the other way around um <laughs> is you know i've been there and it does nothing for me literally literally it doesn't do anything i mean it's nice to say yeah i did it to your friends and stuff you get social approval and validation that's probably more of a man thing than a wimp thing yeah for me i mean exactly for for a man i mean for if i broke up with my ex or your ex did you wrong or something and then you kind of just went there's a lot of guys don't get me wrong there's two types of friends that you have guys always have you always get the guys that be like no Listen, just just go for the pain. Just do it. Deal with it yourself. And mm. then you've got other friends like, you know what? We're single. Let's just go out there. Let's go clubbing. Let's just do what we need to do. And then, you know, you end up sleeping with this girl. And then it, 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 it's good there and then. There's a good thrill. But then when you're done, you're just like, I didn't... I'm still thinking about the same person. What kind of friend you know would mean? you say you are? Are you the one that encourages the heartbreak? Or are you the one who encourages the going out? I used to be the one to encourage the heartbreak. Okay. No, no, no. I used to be the one to go do the going out, and now, okay. now, I'm going. I'm the one that will say feel every every part of the pain because it will only make you stronger. Okay. I mean, I had a conversation with my friend uh, three days ago. He's going through the same thing, heartbreak, and he jumped on Tinder as soon as they broke up. Oh and no! And I said, listen, mate, no, no, no. Literally, get off Tinder and go through the pain because that that's what made me change um drastically from last year i mean mm. my physique changed my mentality changed um my appearance changed my outlook changed my mindset changed, everything changed simply because i felt the pain that i was going through and if yeah. i didn't feel that pain i wouldn't have said to myself you know what i need to change because you know the relationship didn't work because i and i took responsibility even though the situation wasn't down to me i broke up with her I took responsibility and I said, you know what? I'm not the man that I need to be. Let me change because I'm not happy, you know, and I need this time because I've, I've never really been single. I've been in relationships all my life and mm. I've, I've never really had time to focus on myself. Hence why I said during a rebound, you must, you know, I feel like people should kind of spend time with yourself, get to know yourself and work on your weaknesses. Otherwise, you're just going to attract the same people over and over again because you are the same person. Yeah, that's you know? true. You need to change who you are in order to attract someone different. So, yeah, um, I mean, when I got out of my kind of first, I'd say first, yeah, it was my first like sort of serious long term relationship. There was a big age gap. I say big, it was 11 years, which is at 19 slash 20. That is quite, it's a noticeable gap. And um, yeah, so then after that ended, I went for the rebound who lost a tooth because of me. And then after that, (laughs) and then after that, I did. I needed a year to, but I changed my whole life in that year. And I don't know if it was for myself. I think it was to forget because I always used to think my life was a routine. I had the same job. I did yeah. the same things. And everything kind of would always bring up a memory of that person, which mm-hmm. I felt like it was holding me back from moving forward. Yeah. So I eventually had to get yeah. a new job, like change everything. I got a new car, <laughs> changed my gym. I had to leave everything that would ever kind of remind mm-hmm. me of that person. And then I did. I eventually like, I moved on, forgot about him 
within reason and got into a different relationship which i'm still in right now and um then the little shit comes and slides into my dms two years later (laughs) because he wanted me to help him set up a youtube channel and i was like are you having a laugh you could have got anyone youtube teaches you how to set up youtube channel exactly you don't need me (laughs) you little shit (laughs) it's always excuses excuses right oh he's married and has a child now that that shouldn't stop anyone anyway Exactly. Yeah, it didn't stop anyone. It didn't stop in the first time. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Minus a child, I've never had one. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's all different. I mean, you know, again, when I come when he's talking about rebounds, and you know, you did actually mention something talking about um, changing yourself, and you 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 changed a lot of things about you, mm. and that's exactly what I did. Literally, when I broke up with my ex, I that same month or two months later. When I broke up with my ex, I was at one of my lowest points of my life and I actually lost my business at the same time. I think it had you to come with that and I was, you know, I was depressed and, you know, I didn't take things serious and lost a lot of money. But then at the same time, I decided, I hit a point where, you know what, this this is the crazy thing what happened, right? Um, I I was really upset. I mean, I found out that after we broke up, um, there was another guy in the picture that was during, in the picture and I found that he was in the picture at the same time. Oh, God. And it, 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 yeah, it, it kind of made me feel, you know, a bit like there's something wrong with me. So then I looked at, I found a picture of myself when I was five years old and I just felt like I let myself down. Like I, I, I saw this happy boy in the picture and I said to myself, you know what? A tear came from my eye and I said, you know what? I'm, I, I need to... I need to, I'm letting this boy down. I need to make sure I'm happy now. I need to love myself again. So I looked in the mirror and I wrote down everything I didn't like about my appearance. I sat down and I said, you know what? What don't I like about me? And I wrote down literally everything that I disliked about myself. Yeah. And I changed it one by one. Literally, I worked on it one by one. Like I didn't like my teeth. I changed that. I was unhappy that I was using my hair. I just cut it off and I said, you know what? Accept me for who I am. Jesus, take the will. you know um i bought a a bunch of books actually all to all to do with getting over my self-help i mean getting over my so get sorry getting over my insecurities i bought a lot of self-help books yeah um obviously with my business you know i that kind of went downhill so i had to kind of upskill myself a bit more and then the weirdest part was when i when that happened, I was weighing 117 kilos, right? Mm-hmm. Of, and as you know, I, I bodyboard and stuff. Yeah. And then due to the depression, I wasn't eating. I was eating like a meal, if that, a day. Um, I wasn't eating. I was just depressed. And I lost a lot of muscle. But what happened at the same time, I lost a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, I lost a lot of muscle on my face and fat on my face. And a lot of people was like, oh, you look better. You look really good. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you look a lot, yeah, a lot younger and stuff. And I, I, I was so confused i was like yeah obviously i don't understand i i literally don't understand so obviously when i came back into personal training again and then when i came into the gym i mean you can probably even tell the the weight loss that i've you know see yeah for sure my face yeah everything changed and i I just started getting a lot of compliments and i you know what i was like you know what i'm just gonna embrace the change you know i'm gonna embrace it so i and, and i i tend to i reinvented myself i I, did, I didn't call myself Juna, but I called myself Jay. But we're going to get into that in, in, in another discussion. But 
I mean, when I decided, you know what, enough was enough, I'm going to love myself. And each day, I mean, I didn't look into the mirror and say, I love you, I love you. And then <laughs> speak all these affirmations and chants. I didn't do that at all. I just made sure that everything I did, I, I came first. You know, everything I did, I just remembered, you know what, who, who at the same time, who who's going to feel the pain at the end of the day, you know? And just to remember, it's okay to say no, because the other person will get over it. Yeah. Know, how how does it feel when when someone says no to you? You may not like it there and then, but I mean, you probably forget about it within the next minute. Yeah. You know. So then, why do we take it so strongly upon ourselves that you know we can't say no to someone? So I don't know. It just kind of helped me, and then you know that helped me get over the breakup. And then. Yeah, I mean, confidence-wise, you can't. You have sort of blossomed over the last few oh, yeah. months. I would say, like, there has been a noticeable change in you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you stopped playing the Backstreet Boys. That was quite rude. That was the first. <laughs> that's when I first noticed you were starting to say no I mean, more listen, often. The, the, the members in the class didn't like it, so I, I couldn't. I know, liked I, it. I, I didn't. I didn't want to. I predicted the riot, and it came. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, you have like even in terms of how you present yourself on social media, you were quite quiet before. Like you wouldn't yeah. really post much. You wouldn't really engage with anyone. Whereas now you're doing these polls on male and female perceptions on relationships and love and life yeah. and that kind of thing which i don't know kind of just shows that you listen to your own advice a bit more now that like you, you yeah. believe in what you say and you want to portray it or inflict it on other people so yeah you've kind of blossomed a lot yeah. quite in quite I mean, a quick yeah it, short it, space it, it of time is, really. you know what i the work that i should have done myself during my 20s i did mm. that in a few months and it's crazy because now I would say that I'm a man you yeah. know, and I feel like a man, you know, and then obviously there's so many feelings to, to feeling like a man and stuff. It's hard to explain, but the med, the, the, the feeling is how can I can relate for of what a woman will probably understand is power, being yeah. feeling powerful and being in control of your own emotions. And that, 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 that is hard to do growing up because when you're growing up in your twenties, you've got so many different emotions and so on. And then yeah. you've got, Obviously, you you got your social pressure from your friends and guys saying, "Oh, you're soft. Don't do this. Don't do that." And this, that, oh, you do that, you know. Mm. But and then and you tend to kind of use your friends as validation, and you know you seek their approval with certain things. But I mean, yeah, I think since October to now, a lot has changed. I mean, I still got the book in front of me where I've got all, all every all my weaknesses, and I went through it the other day, and. From 21 weaknesses, I got down to four. Wow. Know? Yeah. And that See, my list just gets longer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It, it, I mean, they, I, I will always have weaknesses, but they're all my strengths now. You know, all the things like one of the things that I didn't like was speaking on camera. I hated talking on camera. Yeah. I didn't like the fact that I had a gap and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I got braces and I changed that. And my gap closed significantly. You know, um, talking on camera, I said to myself, you know what? I didn't even say to myself, you know, I'm going to practice, practice, practice. I just said, I'm just going to do it. I don't care what people think of me. I'm just going to do it. And yeah. I did it yesterday and the response was great. You know, Thank so you it's guess. just a case of just putting yourself out there and just kind of realising that, you know what, you're in this for yourself. Once you know that you're you're doing it for yourself and, you know, you're making, you're putting this out there. And, I mean, there will be someone to judge you with, with, with everything you do it, you know. But, yeah. Um, yeah, the last couple of months has been... It's been a change in so many different aspects of my life, man. 
That's really good. I feel like that's actually a really nice way to end it. I feel warm inside, which is very rare for me because I'm dead most of the time. So yeah, you've got quite a hard. Yeah, I'm not. Years. I'm not an yeah. emotional person. Yeah, you're not. You, you know what? Yeah, you look so like. I mean, you're a very nice person. Don't get me wrong. Thank you. But you, you, you look so bubbly and stuff. And you are very, very bubbly. But then there's an aspect where you, you, you you've got a hard outer shell, and yeah. you're just like, oh my gosh, like. You're stubborn, that's it. I was <laughs> and you're very opinionated, which is really, really good. This is the reason why I think me and you get along because me and you can have a discussion. We can disagree, but yet we can be completely fine afterwards. Yeah, I can respect your opinions even if I disagree with them. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I have something called cherophobia, which is an irrational fear of fun or happiness. Now, I'm not afraid of fun because I know how to have yeah. a good time. But um, happiness, because it, it goes away as quickly as it comes. And sometimes I'm like, hmm. It does, yeah. I'm just like, I, I, I side eye happiness because I'm never sure if it's how long it's going to be there. But, um, it's true. It's yeah. Hap- yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I'm not going to obviously go into it too deep because even for another conversation. But, I mean, yeah. you, you, what makes you feel happy is. Is it's all subjective, right? So what obviously makes you feel happy is different to what makes me feel happy. Do you know what I mean? And like yeah. discussion, discussions, de- debates, and challenging people might be something that you like doing, you know, and seeing reactions Definitely. from people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, I like to push people's buttons so they look like they're about to break. Didn't see, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if that's what floats your boat, whatever gets you out of bed in the morning, hey. Exactly right, but yeah, it's been a nice conversation. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, we should have more discussions like this. Is interesting. I've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, you do. (laughs) You know what? We've got the free time, so you know, got a lot to talk about. It's true. Well, we'll get into another one probably, hopefully, like within a week. Oh yeah, definitely. But yeah, thank you very much. No problem. It's been my pleasure. Bye. (laughs) Take care. See you soon. Thank you, everyone.